Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Welcome back to uh, Bleacher Birds, episode 49. Is it 49? I think it's 49. 49. Fantastic. 49. Uh, I'm going to pull this one completely out of nowhere. The Todd Froworth episode, my friend. Todd <laughs> Froworth. Uh, for those wondering, we are Bleacher Birds. Uh, my name is Jimmy, my co-host. Uh, well... My co-host, he's the cunning linguist, the quintessential stud muffin, the man who puts the you in yoo-hoo. He's the GM of Masson, the snow miser of Maryland. He had as many passing touchdowns in this year's Super Bowl as Patrick Mahomes. He didn't get tackled half as much. He's the equalizer, the anti-bubble boy, and the guy who washes his car the day before a snowstorm. He's the Ravens' number one wide receiver, the boondock saint, passenger 37. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Georgia peach, better known to others, as just plain Matt Housen, Matt Gardner. Yeah, I guess I am Matt Housen now, huh? Uh, I guess you certainly are. And uh, for those that are uh, those that are curious about that one, well, here's this. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. This is from Jim Housen to Matt Housen. This is says advice. Who better to ask for advice than Dan Housen? Okay, Matt needs to be more active on Twitter. Do more research for our podcast, Bleacher Birds. He also needs to call Todd Kidman because he did a gainer once. What is this? What the hell does any of this mean? Jimmy will not be able to build a mansion or gold or buy a rocket car until our podcast grows. This seems like a trick to advertise a podcast. So, great to have you here. See this? This is moon money. You shall send it to Dan Housen. And he shall uh, promote your podcast of some sort. Bleacher kids. Bleacher birds. I don't know. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. May your enemies be cursed. Do Twitter more. Do research or something. That's what it says. All right. Well, that was a uh, world-renowned professional wrestler, Dan Housen, uh, dropping some uh, potential tips for, uh, for Matt uh, just to be more active on Twitter and do a little more research for the podcast. Uh, my friend, what, do you have any words for Dan Housen? Well, actually, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I get the Twitter thing, and I'll I'll take that criticism. Mm-hmm. But the research for the podcast, I mean, come on, man. What I <laughs> what I maybe lack in research, I bring in the I bring in like the everyday man fan of Orioles baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get the reactions of a guy who just watches the games and tries to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And not look too much into them. Yes, yeah, so I will say, but I will say, I do research. I do KBO research. I do mm-hmm. editing research. <laughs> if that's a thing, you, you do. You do a very, very good job, my friend, on on the edits and our KBO coverage. And I cannot take that away from you, no matter how hard I try. All right. So if Dan Housen hears this. I'm insulted. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate that. And he will not be getting any of my, my moon money. <laughs> well, I, I may have to send him some of my moon money just to uh, just to see how he feels about you being insulted <laughs> about his uh, most recent message. All right. We shall see. <laughs> so with that being said, my friend, aside being called out by uh, world-renowned professional wrestler Dan Housen, uh, what have you been up to in the past week, my friend? Uh, well, actually, I've just dove back into baseball, man. So we're undefeated. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're undefeated. Are... The Kiwoom Heroes are two and zero. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute now. 
<laughs> now wait, Justin Goffstorn. <laughs> My key bloom here started off the season two and zero, baby. Now wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Now we all know that everybody here is coming for Baltimore Orioles coverage, <laughs> and if you're going to go ahead and jump into key bloom heroes. Uh, you know, the least you could do, my friend, is hit the music. Yeah, oh, that's right. right. See, that's what I'm talking about. Now, my friend, now you can go ahead. We can cover your, your uh, KBO. Uh, ever so briefly, as everybody really wants to know about the Orioles baseball. But uh, go ahead, since we hit the music, what's going yeah. on with KBO? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I caught you off guard there. I, wa- I wanted to throw you off. But, yes, the Cuban mirrors are 2-0. But the one thing I wanted to say was the ESPN is not covering KBO this year. Ooh. Very disappointing. Yeah. So did, you find up good, uh, did you find a good Reddit feed to go ahead and watch the games <laughs> on? Reddit? I do not do those sort of things. <laughs> we'll keep that on the record that I do not I, I'm assuming you're talking about illegal streaming <laughs> well, I, I heard that there may be some sort of streaming going on on that website I'm not I'm not familiar with it myself no this will make the podcast I will just go on the record right now and say that I do not do that sort of thing okay I don't even know what reddit is let's just go ahead and say that but yeah, so I stayed up till one. ESPN is not playing KBO. Very disappointed, but I am following. And Kiwoom's two and zero. Oh. Your dinos are zero oh and one. Ooh, yeah. There was there was already a rainout. You remember how many rainouts there was last year? No, I don't. I feel <laughs> big surprise. You, you know, no, I, I do remember, my friend. I do remember the NC Dinos uh, manager's name. Do you, do you recall the NC Dinos manager's name? You got me there. Lee Dong Wook. <laughs> Lee Dong Wook. All right. All right. Um, no, I don't remember that. Um, but I just remembered last year, like every week, we were saying how many rainouts there were. Or I was saying how many rainouts there were. Mm-hmm. So we already got one. But we already got a we already got a rainout here, too. So I guess I can't complain. Well, I don't necessarily know about rainout. It was more of a postponement, though, right? Right. Yeah, but they made that decision pretty early, huh? Yeah, so Boston was scared of a little, uh, little precipitation. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. major, just a little precipitation. They called the game early, which yeah. they thought would go ahead and uh, affect us. But it, we'll get into this a little bit later. It had absolutely no effect on the Orioles. All right, well, let's keep that KBO segment short then. That's all I got for them. <laughs> All right, all right. So the uh, Kiwoom Heroes are two and zero. The NC Dinos are zero and one, and uh, there's still a lot of baseball to be played that you will not be streaming on Reddit illegally. <laughs> Good. No, I will not. Good to know. <laughs> so, all right, Matt. Why don't we get into some Orioles baseball here? Some Orioles right. baseball. You had teased a little bit the fact that. Uh, we are, in fact, undefeated. This podcast uh, being recorded, of course, on Easter. And a happy Easter to you, my friend, and happy Easter all of uh, Birdland. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, 3-0. Uh, 3-0 after today. So the question, my friend, is are the Baltimore Orioles good? Or are the Boston Red Sox just bad? 
What is your answer to that? I think the answer is yes. <laughs> I think the answer is yes. I think we're definitely overachieving in, uh, when it comes to our pitching right now. Uh, we'll see what goes on with uh, Jorge Lopez and Dean Kramer in the next two games as they're going to be facing off against the Yankees. Um, but, you know, you, you win who's on – you uh, play who's on your schedule, right? You got to play yeah. your schedule. So we're 3-0. Yeah, we're 3-0, and man. I, I, I was looking at the Boston Red Sox, and the, the announcers sure thought they were going to be good. So I can't I can't tell what they're going to be this year. And, you know, it's always a crapshoot the first series of the year, I guess. Yeah, it's it's early, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not for us, though. I'm ready to say this is the year. Yeah, getting ready to go ahead and buy them playoff tickets, right? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I did get an um, opening day ticket. Did you? I did. Oh, good for you. So I'll, I'll be there. That's good. That's good. I, I will be there as well. Uh, perhaps we can um, – oh, wait, 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 wait. So, socially distance. Um, we can text <laughs> each other while we're at the game, as previously no, we discussed. Can, we can meet up and just, you know, keep keep yourself six feet away from me. Yeah, and, and, and keep my mask on. <laughs> That's right. Now, are we gonna ha- we're going to have to be keeping them on in the stadium, right? Uh, yes, my understanding is unless we're eating. So, chances are you will see me with a hot dog um, – Hot dog yeah. or some sort of food or beverage uh, very often throughout the game. Yeah, you're not going to be wearing a mask at all then. No, no, no. I, I will be wearing a mask, just not when I'm eating or drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You won't be wearing it at all. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'll tell you what. If Jimmy Seafood goes ahead and has that uh, has that nice little crab shack open over there, I, I may not be. <laughs> Have you heard anything about that? What's the latest? I ha- have not heard no update on uh, on Jimmy's Crab Shack. Um, that that name, of course, patent pending. Um, <laughs> but no, no word on that whether or not that'll happen or not. But I promise you, uh, opening day, I will consume at least one O's pretzel. Uh, chances are some chicken strips and French fries, uh, perhaps a hot dog. And um, you know, I'm curious if, if whether or not they'll be doing the designated driver booth or not. That'll be the big question. Do do we get a free soda this year or not? I just thought that about that. That 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 seems like a thing they could cut out. Yeah. For the time being, mm-hmm. I hear the I hear the concessions are going to be limited. Ooh. We might not be seeing the full effect yet. Mm-hmm. And that seems like one of those things they might just cut for this year. All right, Matt. So why don't we get back into uh, back into this? So we're going to be at uh, we're going to be at opening day or the home opener. Uh, for the Orioles, uh, but let's look a little bit towards the past three games of the past. So three and zero going up against Boston. You know Boston does have a couple of hitters in their lineup as well, uh, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about the pitching here. So past three games, our starters were uh, John Means, Matt Harvey, and Bruce Zimmerman. Uh, three names that just absolutely blow everybody away. All three of them definitely in the. Uh, 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 um, Cy Young conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, maybe not that far, but over the past three games, Orioles starters, uh, 17 and two thirds innings, uh, five earned runs. They've given up 11 hits, two walks, and they have 14 strikeouts. So, how are you feeling about that, my friend? Uh, I'm liking that a lot. 
Yes, sir. So John Means, uh, you saw all the all the tweets, all the comments, and John Means business. All the um, you know, John Means is a bad, bad man. Uh, you know, it's like all sorts of uh, different tweets about John Means after the <laughs> Orioles went ahead and owned Boston in the uh, in the opener. Um, you know, and nobody was expecting that. And then also to the same extent, um, you know, Matt Harvey's start was a little, uh, I don't want to say underwhelming, but, um, you know, I mean, he, he pitched to about a, a pitcher average. He pitched to like a 3.50 ERA um, and anything under four for the Orioles, you've got to appreciate. Um, he did leave a little early. I think he went, uh, what was it, four and a third, something like that? Yeah, four and two thirds. Hey, he did better than I thought he would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Say, I mean, remember, we were talking about him not even making the team, and here he is, uh, you know, our number two starter. So, um, and then, of course, today, the Bruce Juice. So, and I, and I, I want to make that a thing. We're going to have to see if we can't find a uh, clip from Family Matters of uh, Steve Urkel putting the Bruce Juice in and uh, Bruce Lee walking out. Cashels. My yeah, I was wondering where you got that. I was wondering if that was already a thing people were saying, or uh, if that was you. Well, that's me. I, I okay. haven't, uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, we, we want to make it happen. Yeah. Did you yes. see those John Means Business T-shirts? Uh, I did not see the T-shirts. No. Okay. They look all right. All right. But uh, you didn't sound too down with that, um, that hashtag there. John Means Business. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's just like, it, it sounds like something that we've heard before. Like we heard last year and it's just like, you know, I, th- I feel like the Oriole fans have already gone ahead and done that. So just like to see MLB jumping on it and, you know, all these baseball uh, Twitter accounts and websites jumping on it as well. It's just like, well, you know, been there, done that. Say, so why don't we find something else? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But either way, the pitching looks pretty good so far. Of course, it's the first three games so yeah absolutely so the, the three starters definitely looked well um you know brandon hyde's come out and said that he's not establishing a quote-unquote closer um but both the first and second game he went to the uh went to the dead fish to get the state <laughs> so um you know while he says that there is no quote-unquote closer it sure as heck seems like there is a closer yeah he liked what he saw yeah, um, I tell you, so he he kept things interesting in the second game with the uh, he gets an O two count on the first battery faces and then hits him in the back of the leg, mm-hmm. um, and then the second one he walks uh, and I feel like it was on four pitches I don't recall but I know that he walked the next batter it was like oh lord here we go yeah uh, Oriole implosion coming up but um, no he he settled in and took care of business yeah then he started laying that stinky fish out there. Knock him down, but yeah, I think that two nights in a row for him might be. I, I don't know. I'm, I think that's a good move by Brandon Hyde so so far. Mm-hmm. Actually, anything he does for closing this year, other than putting Cole Solcher out there, is probably a good move. Yep, because last year was a disaster with that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, Cole, uh, Cole Solcher. Say, I, I tell you what, say, I might actually have to uh, go ahead and. Uh, get back on Cameo and see if we can't get a message from Cole Solcer because I believe he's relatively affordable as well. Just kind of see what he feels like uh, with you saying that uh, we need to get him out there or what it was that you just said. 
Right, but don't go calling me out to all these guys. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, are you going to make me start watching what I say? That's right. Does Cole Sulcer have a cameo? He does. Oh, my. All right. Well, I can't. I guess I can't react to it because you're going to tell him what I say. <laughs> he he does, and I believe you'd get a cameo from Cole Sulcer for like 20 bucks. Mm, yeah, 19 bucks too many. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about that. Oh, how dare you? Just don't use my real name. How about that? I'll just tell him it's from Matt Housen. Now, look, I'm not, like, bashing on the guy as, like, a human being. I don't want to make him feel bad. No, no, no. We understand. You, you, you despise Cole Solcer and everything he stands for. We're doing a sports co- podcast here, so I got to, like, react to his, like, play on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, Absolutely. You won't explain that to him, though, will you? Regardless, regardless if he's a family man and you know a, a father of three, and he saved burning, uh, saved kittens from burning houses. I wonder if I wonder if Dan Clark has a cameo. Dan Clark does not have a cameo. Dan Clark, <laughs> uh, Dan Clark is a complete waste of life, my friend. Nobody would potentially <laughs> spend any money whatsoever on him. All right. Well, wait a second. We'll go back to um, Harvey for a second. Can we talk about him? Yes, can we? I feel like he got a lot of help to make the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did He did great. Like, I, he did a lot better than I thought he would, so we'll have to see if he keeps it up. But I think so, he got a lot he, he got a lot of help from Hernandez being hurt mm-hmm. and then Hernandez choosing not to stay with the Orioles. Yeah, so uh, so that was something that came out last week. Of course, after we recorded, but before we uh, before we published, um, King Felix uh, opted out of his Orioles contract. Uh, you know, which honestly, it just it seems like kind of a uh, well, it just seems like a bad move. Yeah, you know, really I mean, bad. the guy the guy wasn't truly performing, and then all of a sudden he was hurt. You know, and yes, he's going to have to rehab to come back from that. And it's like, well, what other team is going to give you a chance after what they just saw in spring training? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, what I was going to I was going to say, he, he was almost guaranteed at least a start with the Orioles. Right. With this, with this rotation, I'm not saying the rotation is like terrible, but I'm saying they're new and they're, they're not all going to have great starts like all year round. So he was guaranteed at least a major league stint. I think he took offense to the fact that he didn't make that major league roster when Harvey did, or when most of the team was making it, mm-hmm. but it, it was because he was hurt. Right. Why would, why would they put him on the roster already when he had that minor league option with us? Well, I tell if you, he was hurt. You mentioned that you don't necessarily want to offend people, but I tell you what, John means uh, Matt Harvey and Bruce Zimmerman might be offended after you just said that our, uh, our pitching rotation uh, almost guarantees King uh, King Felix to start. You you don't think they were going to give him at least one start? I'm sure they would have. I'm just trying to go ahead and, uh, and get your go with that one. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the theme of this podcast. Yes, sir. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, he he made like such a mistake by leaving, but I because I think he was offended for for no reason whatsoever. And you're right. I don't think any other teams going to pick him up at this point because he's hurt and he wasn't pitching well. Well, you know who might pick him up, though, come to think of it. Um, 
I heard the Boston Red Sox are hurting for uh, hurting for pitching right now. <laughs> just just off of what I've seen from the past three games, the the Boston Red Sox look like they're hurting for pitching. <laughs> I mean, if if the guys that pitch today were the number three starter, uh, is truly the number three starter on this team, then it, uh, King Felix can't do too much worse than that, right? I think that was a bad start. Garrett Garrett Richards is that the guy we're talking about? That is the guy we're talking about, Matt. In the third inning, I even went ahead and tweeted out that uh, the uh, the Baltimore Orioles have scored on two red zone possessions for the game, a uh, a field goal in the first inning and a touchdown in the third inning. That's right. Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. Well, we shouldn't be talking about football yet with this start. Well, this, this is, that, that's what it is. It was a field goal in the first inning and touchdown in the third. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on. it is great. But I don't think that guy's that bad, that Gary Richards. Yeah, I don't think he's that good. He might have had those uh, that first start jitters or something. Yeah. He, he was good for the Angels. Was he? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think he had a couple good years there. All right. By, by the way, not to drill the Oriole talk for – too long here, but I am watching the Angels game right now uh-huh. on ESPN. I don't know if you knew that Otani was starting and he's starting pitcher tonight, and he's batting second. Oh, I was unaware. So they're he's going DHless. Um, is that what they do? Yeah, I guess that's what they do. Yeah, but it already worked out for him because he's he's up there throwing 100 miles an hour, uh-huh. and he, hit, he just hit a 450 home run, foot home run in his first at bat. Oh my god! Yeah. This guy's amazing. He's like overshadowing Mike Trout somehow. Yeah, I mean, if you got, could you imagine saying that? You know, what two, three years ago that somebody would do that? Yeah, I don't think he's as good as Mike Trout overall. But I'm just saying, like, when you got Mike Trout on your team and all you can talk about is Otani, then you got a pretty good team. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see how uh, see how Mike Trout handles it, whether or not he. Uh, he doesn't seem like he's a hothead, though, so I don't necessarily think he's going to mind uh, somebody else getting the spotlight for a little bit. Yeah, I think he's going to love it. He's just going to hit, like, over 300 all year because of it. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Back to the O's. Back to the O's. All right, so Means, Harvey, Zimmerman, all pretty much done. Um, next up are Jorge Lopez and Dean Kramer. Uh, going up against the Yankees, my friend. Yeah. And uh, so, how how are we feeling about this? I, I have yet to look at the uh, look at the matchups, but I'm fairly certain that uh, who's the ace for the Yankees? Uh, refresh my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, I forget about that. The oh, guy that um, they got Garrett, the uh, yeah, Garrett Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole. So I'm pretty sure we're going to be uh, going to be facing him. So it'd be interesting to see how the uh, how the bats do. Say so typically, uh, we go ahead. We have issues after we score a whole bunch of runs. The following game, not so much. So I'm kind of curious how that's going to play in, uh, especially when you're going up against uh, against a Garrett Cole. Yeah, I mean he's tough, right? Yeah. But let's see how they do in the first two games against our four and five starters. And I think it's what it's what's a good sign so far is we haven't really seen all their runs. Well, we haven't seen any of their runs come by home run. What they're doing is they're just hitting the ball everywhere. Mm. They're making good contact. 
you know, singles, doubles, and then, and then they're hitting with men on base. Yeah, they're playing small ball. Yeah, so you, that's a good sign, I think. The home yeah. runs will come. I, I think they'll come later, but if you're playing the Yankees and you're banking on hitting home runs and you're going up against Garrett Cole, then, then you're in trouble. But I, I like what I'm seeing so far. Well, you got to remember, say, the other thing is is that they, they will be playing in Yankee Stadium. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the AL East in general, uh, stadium-wise, it, not too big of ballparks. I mean, Yankee Stadium's got, got small dimensions. Camden Yards, obviously a hitter's ballpark. Um, and, honestly, we saw, the, uh, we saw the monster go ahead and rob some home runs uh, just over the last three games. So, you know, you just got to get it up and over. Mm. So the Orioles, uh, I think, will go ahead and hit that first home run, uh, you know, before they head back to Baltimore. So I really, really find it doubtful that that we won't hit a home run over our first six games. But Mm -hmm. I tell you what, since you mentioned that, why don't we uh, do our first little wager of the year here, my friend? (laughs) First Oriole to hit a home run. All right, and you think it's going to come in this next series, huh? And I will do you, uh, do you the privilege of uh, and the honor of go ahead and selecting first <laughs> because I'm unprepared. Because you're unprepared. All right. Well, I like I like the way Mount Castle's hitting. Mm-hmm. Well, he's only got a couple hits, right? He's only got like two hits. So Ryan Mountcastle currently two for twelve. Two for yeah. twelve, friend. But I like what I'm seeing from him. Okay. So you're gonna go Ryan Mountcastle? Oh, man, it's tempting. Give me a second here. It is tempting. You know you know who you're picking already? Um, you know, I'm I, I've got a toss up between two. And you're waiting so, for me and then you're gonna go with the other one. You know, I'm gonna give you an opportunity of selecting one of these two fine gentlemen and uh <laughs> seeing whether or not you go with them and um, if you don't, then I'm just going to have to figure it out from there. What if I throw you a curveball here? All right. Is Patty V going to be in the lineup tomorrow because of Hayes' injury? No. <laughs> Wait, is that, that should be the first wager. Okay. Yes, <laughs> gonna... is... Well, wait, 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 wait. What's your, what's, what are we saying? We're saying is Patty V going to be in left field because of Olsen Hayes? Yeah, or is well, that's he going to be playing? Because well, if, might... you're, if you're asking me if Pat Vileka is going to be a starting outfielder tomorrow, the answer, my friend, 100% is no. <laughs> um, now, if you're saying that maybe Pat Vileka goes ahead and sneaks in there at second base, uh, sneaks in there at the DH, I think that that's a possibility. But mm-hmm. I don't think that he's your starting outfielder. So if the question is, is Pat Vileka starting outfielder on Monday, April 5th, then the answer, my friend, is no. <laughs> so would, you, right. would you like to take that wager? Would you like to put that wager on the board first? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, no. we can do as many wagers as we want. We don't have to do you know just one a week. We can. It, this is a whole new season, my friend. We can go ahead and we're gambling that now. No, let's let's just huh? stick with the home run. I will. I will. I won't go with him. All right. I, I won't do that to you yet. Un, un, unofficial wager. Uh, I, I say Pat Vileka does not uh, start in the outfield tomorrow. Well, that's where he went today to replace Hayes. Okay. But anyway, well, I'm going to go with um, as much as I'd like to say Mancini. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Mountcastle. 
to, okay. to hit one first. Okay. So you're going to go with Mount Castle? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you where I'm going. And this one uh, probably won't surprise you. I'm going to go with, that's right, Britain's favorite ball player, Anthony Santander. <laughs> Santander, my friend. That's a good pick because that um, right field is definitely short in New York, in uh, New York. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a good pick. But I don't Thank know you. the the uh, new baseball is going to be hurting Santander. I, I tell you what, for what it's worth, I was uh, debating between Santander and Cedric Mullins. I mean, yeah, we, who has been on absolute fire lately? Yeah, hasn't he? He really has. So Cedric Mullins, uh, let me see. Where's where's those numbers there? Nine for 13. Holy cow. Hitting 692. <clears throat> Five hits today, Matt. Five hits today, three doubles. Oh, my And God. a walk. <laughs> he, he went five for five with three doubles, and he walked. So five for five, and he got on base six times. Man, is he just like a different player or what? He really is. I don't know what got into him. Um Whatever they did down in Bowie seemed to work. What got into them? Were you implying some kind of illegal substance? No, 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 no. I've never implied <laughs> such a thing. No, he is he is doing great. I'm like I'm so happy for him. Yeah, so your your new favorite ball player. I think uh say maybe a Cedric Mullins jersey uh jersey maybe uh, maybe in the uh, in the near future for you, right? You're gonna see a, you're gonna be seeing a lot of Mullins jerseys if he keeps this up. <clears throat> You think so? Uh, yeah. If he keeps playing like this, yeah, you'll be seeing a Mullins bobblehead soon. Yeah, I I just hope that Cedric Mullins isn't the next Jake Fox. <laughs> I hadn't heard. I, I yeah, I hadn't heard about that guy until you told me about him a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then like an article popped up on my uh, news feed, so maybe they heard you. <laughs> yeah, but th- and then I I did read it, and he did have like a great spring training, right? Yeah, he had a great spring training, and then nothing happened after that. But that's not Mullins, man. He had a great end of the last year. End of last year, he carried that mm-hmm. in spring training, and now he's just on, on fire to start the year. Yeah, and I mean he's he's obviously going to cool off at some point in time, but it's just a matter of how much he cools off and whether or not he's, uh, you know, it, we're hoping to get a better than average outfielder out of Cedric Mullins. That's what we're hoping for. And if he ends up being an all-star, then, you know, clearly he's, uh, what is, I don't necessarily know the baseball uh, pro phrase for it, but, you know, out kicking his coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I don't think so. I think we're going to be undefeated, and he's going to bat 600 all year. All right. There you go. <laughs> you guys heard it first. Uh, Matt, would you like to place that on the wager report? <laughs> I'm going to put that on uh yeah, I'm gonna put some kind of money on that. Oh man, we should we should have put money on Orioles in Vegas this year. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I wonder how much uh how much you would have to put down uh if you were to go ahead and place that wager now. You know, three and oh, I mean we're we're three games closer than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd still be pretty pretty outrageous. Yeah. The money you would win on a on a Orioles World Series bet. I think so too. Yeah. Um, say, I know for a fact. Say, someone else had uh, gone ahead and mentioned that they placed the wager. It was the Orioles uh, over under. I think it was sixty four wins, and um, they took the over. And on a hundred hour bet, it would only win ninety bucks. It was kind Ooh. of surprising. Yeah, but I mean, sixty four is kind of a low number anyway. Ooh. 
And you gotta look at it this way, they've only got sixty one more to go. Yeah. But you're you're barely gonna make that money. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a uh, almost like a bank investment. It's not a very good yeah. All right, so we mentioned uh we mentioned Cedric Mullins here. Um you know do we wanna talk anywhere about uh before we get into the batters, do we wanna talk any about Jorge Lopez and Dean Kramer? Because we kinda we overshot that one a little bit. Um, yeah, we figured with, with Lopez and Dean Kramer, what can we expect? We figured those would be the next two starters, right? I mean, that's what we said. We were right about that. Yeah, I mean, maybe not necessarily in that order, but yeah, those were the two that we had penciled in. Yeah, I mean, these are these are. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't want to say Kramer like belongs down there. I think it's just because he's so inexperienced that he's the number five right now. Mm-hmm. I think he has some potential from what from what I saw last year, but I think these are your, are going to be your four and five guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think they're going to blow you away. But again, I mean, I, I don't think Matt Harvey was expecting to blow anybody away. No, and and again, it's it's not necessarily like he did. He just he had a good base, good game. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a great game. It wasn't a terrible game. He just had a generally good game. Yeah. So. These uh these first two that we go ahead and we face the uh play against the Yankees, what are we expecting? Just, I mean they they've got a they've got hitters in that lineup. They they really do. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm re- reluctant to say anything because I got, we got to see them and we got to see them against a good team. You know what I mean? I don't want to like totally rule them out if they get shelled tomorrow mm-hmm. and the next day, but um. Yeah, I mean, it'd be ridiculous to go ahead and uh, jump to these conclusions after one start. You know, we're not putting John Means in the Cy Young conversation today just yet. But, you know, if he goes ahead and he has three more starts where he's lights out the way he has been, then maybe we will start having that conversation. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Lopez and Kramer, um, honestly, say I hope to get uh, five innings out of each one of them. And, um, you know, five innings, two runs. And if we get that, then I'd say they're uh, exceeding expectations. Yeah, I think so, too. I was going to say, you know, give me four or five innings and three runs, keep them to that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the Orioles can keep their bats alive here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's get back to the bats because we want to talk about the bats a little bit here. Um, we'd mentioned Cedric Mullins, absolutely, and Fuego here, uh, nine for 13, 692, and five hits today, three doubles today. Um, there's nothing this man can't do. Uh, he's leading all of baseball with slug, uh, was slugging percentage and, um, you know, on base percentage and everything else. He's basically the next Babe Ruth. So we can just go <laughs> ahead and just kind of pass over, uh, pass over Cedric Mullins. We, we know that he is, um, you know, it, what, what's, what's that fish guy's name? Mike who? Um, so obviously Cedric Mullins, the new face of major league baseball. Um, but let's look at some of these other guys. So Trey Mancini, um, again, comeback player of the year. Um, currently he's three for 12. He's hitting 250. Um, but he got into a couple of them again, no home runs just yet. No home runs at all for the Orioles, but he got into a couple of balls here. And again, um, you know, surprisingly, even the manager, uh, Boston Red Sox manager said that at this point in time, Trey Mancini should be the MLB comeback player of the year. 
And to hear that from the Boston manager, um, you know, it's, it's kind of surprising. Yeah. To actually hear something intelligent come out of his mouth. Yeah, and from what I saw, a lot of the Boston players were giving uh, Mancini some some love there. Yeah, yeah so he was uh, he was getting some hugs and some uh, pats on the back and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the the one guy that actually got on base uh, on opening day, and right before he got picked off, went ahead and gave Mancini a hug. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the catcher uh, catcher did something similar when Mancini came up to bat. Um, you know. So, a little bit of respect for the Boston players uh, when it came to that. Um, But no surprise at all, the Boston fans um, did not stand up, did not give him any sort of applause, ovation, anything of that sort. They could care less. And um, they were ready to just go ahead and, okay, here it comes, he's up, and boom, let's move on to the next batter. They don't care. We all know Boston fans are the worst. Boston fans are the absolute worst. Um, they're worse, surprisingly, than Yankee fans. Um, they're worse than Blue Jay fans. And you know what, Matt? <laughs> uh-uh. For for not respecting uh, Trey Mancini and for being the worst fans in Major League Baseball, even more so than Toronto Blue Jay fans, Red Sox fans, you just made the list. I'm surprised it took this long. You know, it's it's crazy. I think last year we just kind of got lost in uh, in what was 2020, and I just never really had an opportunity to uh, think about Red Sox, Yankees, and all the terrible fans and just terrible organizations in Major League Baseball. So well, now that the fans are back, you're starting to see it again. That's right. So Red Sox fans are on the list. Yeah. Well, right. but I, I agree with the uh, the manager. I, just the fact that Mancini's like playing, nonetheless, he got three hits already. But just the fact that he's on the field and starting every game is, ama- yeah. is amazing. Absolutely. So it definitely shows to his work ethic, and you know, it, Mancini's only going to get better with time. You know that he's working hard to uh, to get back out there and improve, and, and I think we're going to see some great things from Trey Mancini this year. Yep. So, uh, so next on my list here, uh, Anthony Santander, as I previously mentioned, he very, very quietly uh, over the past three games is five for thirteen with uh, with one walk. Uh, you know, didn't even really think about Santander, probably because we haven't seen the deep ball from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, very quietly, five for thirteen. Yeah, still doing great. Yep. You're right. I was. I guess we we would have been talking about him more if you would have seen him hitting those long balls. Uh huh. Ryan Mountcastle. Um. You know what about Ryan Mountcastle? How's Ryan Mountcastle doing? Well, Ryan Mountcastle, uh, is currently two for twelve. Uh, although he does have three RBIs, mm-hmm. and you would think that Mountcastle would be doing a little bit better. Um. You know, or just just from what we've seen from him and um. I think the big deal about uh, about Mountcastle is he's making some hard contact, uh, you know. But th- again, the ball's just not flying, which you had previously mentioned that uh, that you wanted to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't, why don't we discuss that real quick? The new baseballs, new baseballs. So what I was surprised with was um, Jim Palmer was talking about this too. I was actually mm-hmm. agreeing with him. 
on the on the TV. It was kind of crazy, but I didn't know this, but they were playing spring training with the old baseballs. Apparently, they always do that. They use the like ones from last year or whatever. But then, yeah. but when the yeah, so I, I, with as much money as MLB has, I'm surprised to hear that. First of all. So that's why those balls were flying as far as they were. Yeah, but then, but on opening day, the very first ball that goes out there is the first time these players see the new baseball with apparently like the higher seams. That's interesting. Yeah, so they're not used to pitching it. They're not used to like hitting it. Um, I think it's going to cause a lot of injuries with the pitchers, personally. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, why wouldn't you use those balls during spring training so that the players could actually – train with them yeah and see how they you know it's actually yeah. in the name <laughs> i don't get it man i don't get it but we're, we're seeing is the, the orioles have been a home run hitting team for the past what like decade yeah and we haven't seen one in the past three games i think it's a little surprising yeah well you know that boston pitching <laughs> <laughs> well chris davis is line up too so that's a factor uh, you know what? That that definitely is a factor. Say, so, I mean, if you think if you think this lane this this lineup if you think this lineup is dangerous right now, uh-huh. uh, imagine how dangerous it's going to be when Chris Davis gets back in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just going to die. This is going to kill the Orioles lineup. But I don't know. What do, what do you think about these new baseballs, man? It's it is going to be interesting to see. I don't know. At least like halfway through, what the comparison is to home runs from last year to this one. So I gotta be honest with you, I completely forgot about this mm-hmm. up until you just now mentioned it. And I do remember them mentioning that they were gonna go ahead and change the uh change the balls. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and put the heavier balls in there and the lighter balls are uh are gone. Uh we're not gonna see balls going deep anymore. Uh so no more balls deep, um, or deep balls. Um uh, you know, we're gonna see a lot more a lot more ground balls. A lot more uh, little blooper balls falling in there, uh, you know. And the guys that go ahead and hit the balls deep are going to be the guys that really, really just go ahead and stroke them out there. You know, they're they're going to be your your power hitters that are just just taking it deep. You know, just absolute power. And uh, you know, they, they're going to have some of the biggest strokes to go ahead and get these balls flying as as fast and deep as they can go. I feel like you're making a mockery of my my discussion here. You, what you what, what are you talking about? You're talking about the next Oriole batters? You want to go over your numbers? No, but I, I mean, I already, I already went over my numbers. <laughs> I'm just talking about if if we want to go ahead, we want, we want to see, uh, you know, balls going deep, you know, in Baltimore, then it's going to be the guys like Mount Castle and uh, Mancini and Santander and, uh, you know, it, it, all joking aside, you know, Davis, it's going to be these guys with, with the power. It's going to be these, uh, you know, I don't necessarily expect a whole lot of home runs out of Pat Vileka, um, out of Cedric Mullins. You know, although Mullins, again, has been on fire, I don't expect him to hit a whole heck of a lot of home runs. I don't expect him out of Austin Hayes. You know, it just... Um, you know, I don't necessarily expect him out of Rio Ruiz. It's going to have to come from the heart of your lineup. You're not going to see that number six, number seven hitter go ahead and, and blasting off anymore. It's going to be the three, four, five guys again. Why are you going to drag Rio Ruiz like that in here? 
and say it like that. Ryu Ruiz. Like the man can't like the man can't hit a home run. Why why do you say it like that, Rio Ruiz? That was, that was you, man. You gotta give him some credit at second base. Say we didn't think that was gonna happen. No, we didn't. And uh Ruiz has actually been playing a competent second base. So, yeah, he got uh, so he... congratulations. Congratulations to a major league baseball player for knowing how to play uh second base. More better than that. He he had some great plays. Matt, when you play when you play softball, what do you typically do? You you typically go ahead and put the worst player at second base. Oof. You know, I mean, let's let's be honest here. Let's go a spade a spade. Usually, you go ahead and you, if you're going to hide a player, you're going to hide him at second base. You're not going to put him at the hot corner at third base. You're not going to put him over there at shortstop, not in left field where all of these balls are flying. You know, it, very, very rarely are you going to see somebody swing late on the softball. So where are you going to stick them? You're going to stick them to second base. Well, this ain't softball, despite some of the new rules we're saying. Um, wait a second. Oh, well, that sounded like a pre. No, no, it did. It really did. But anyway, I wanted to, before we move on, I want to talk about the baseball for a second. I think. All right. Okay, so we're, we're officially saying, or MLB is officially saying that they're going to change the baseballs now are they saying they're going to change them back to what they were close before the past couple of years because i think if they are saying that that they owe uh justin verlander an apology here when justin verlander said that they uh that they felt different and the major league baseball said that they're not doing anything different to the exactly yeah he, uh, he was adamant about that last year oh, he yeah. said that in like multiple interviews and they kept denying it denying it denying it and now they're going. They're changing the baseballs. Yeah, and they're and they're saying what they're what they're doing is they're not uh, they're not making the balls any any different than what the average baseball is supposed to be. Well, what have the baseballs been like for the past ten years? Now? Yeah, I think they need to come out and say that they did change them, and he was right. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's just like it, there's no denying it. The juice ball era happened. The steroid era happened. Just like just admit it and be done with mm. it. But anyway, that, that's the last thing I want to say about that. Okay. Something like the guy needs an apology. I mean, he's got all the money in the world. Yeah. I just feel bad that he was just left out of this whole discussion here. Rio Ruiz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to change my home run my home run prediction to Rio Ruiz. All right. Well, if you're going on record for I that. will. Just because I, 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 want, to, I want to rub it in. <laughs> he's going to clock one. All right, so you're changing from Ryan Mountcastle to Rio Ruiz. Yes. All right, guys, go ahead and edit your boards, put it on the board. Uh, Rio Ruiz for Matt. I, my friend, am going to stick with Anthony Santander. Okay. All right, so you want to uh, you want to discuss some rule changes here? Well, I just wanted to say that like that it just happened to be that there's I hate the new rules. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And the first we we know that you, we know that you hate those. You you hate. Uh, speeding up the game, you hate um, you know more excitement in the extra innings, and uh, you, you in general just don't like. Fun. I'm already excited. No, I don't. <laughs> I want to tone down the fun. Okay, I I have too much fun watching baseball. I don't want to get overloaded here. All right. But um, it just so happens that the first two games I watched this year, I think it was the Yankees and Toronto game that they aired, mm-hmm. and then. The, <laughs> And the next game was the Braves and whatever, whoever they played. 
and they already went to both games went to extra innings. So I had to sit there and watch these idiots run out the second base in the tenth inning and ruin the game already. First first day of the season. You do you don't agree? It's, it's it's amazing how how upset you are over this. It's just uh, over this rule change. So, yeah, I mean, you you're really really taking this one to heart. It's man, just my friend. Stupid. It's a full season, right? 162 games. Yeah. So why? What's the point of rushing the game? If you're you're starting at a regular time, it's not like we're starting in June again. Mm-hmm. There's no need to rush the games. If there was a need to mm-hmm. rush the games, just knock it back to 150 games. Well, they, they tried going to a shortened season, and the players didn't agree with it. Well, they think they're probably not going to get as much money. but uh, No, no, no. They offered a shorter season with the same amount of uh, same amount of pay without taking away their pay. And um, I think the thing that went ahead and broke the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, they wanted to add more playoff teams to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the players were turning down playing less games. Is that they would, couldn't agree on the playoff, the number of playoff teams. Yes. And it was wrapped in one package. And yeah. You're trying to be very deceiving there. I, I don't feel I am. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway, well, anyway, you must have had a lot of fun watching the first couple games of baseball because there's a lot of extra innings already. Yeah, but not in the Orioles game. No, no, that's great. The, 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 Oriole, the Orioles went ahead and took care of business in nine innings each time. So you didn't watch any other games yet? I have not. Say so, yeah, honestly, say so, yeah, I've been uh, relatively busy at the uh, wonderful, wonderful world of Aldi uh, as we are prepping for this Easter holiday, and I'm hoping things start to uh, slow down just a little bit. Um, you know, over these next couple of weeks, see if I can uh, take a few uh, a few days and just watch some baseball and enjoy life. So. Anywho, all right, so did you have any other rule changes that are bothering you that are grinding your gears, my friend, aside the uh, <clears throat> aside the second base rule? No, nah, because they haven't really implemented those. We can talk about those shift rules that they're going to make, I guess, next year. But Yeah, well, why don't, why, don't we, uh, <clears throat> why don't we go ahead and plate that conversation for, uh, for later when they actually do go ahead and make those changes. And I'll be all upset again, so we'll, we'll wait for that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, say we're we're not trying to upset you too much. Say we want to upset you once per podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sir. So, uh, but since we're talking about upsetting you, um, one thing that I am okay. absolutely sure upsets you uh, is watching Oreo games, or not watching and listening to the radio and having to listen to. Yep, that's right, folks. Beavis and Butthead, Jeff Arnold, and Captain Brown. Yes. So you've already broken the rule of only upsetting me once a podcast. Yes, sir. That's what I do. Yeah. So, I, I, have you, did you have the pleasure of listening to any radio games yet? Uh, you know, I briefly listened to the radio uh, today. Um, right around, I think it was like the sixth or uh, sixth or seventh inning. I was listening to the radio as we were sitting outside eating our Easter dinner. Uh, the neighbor happened to have the radio Oreo game on the radio, and he had it up loud enough uh, so that we could listen to mm-hmm. it, which I thought was generous and kind of him. It is nice to hear the, the game as you're sitting outside, yes? Yes. However, in this case, I wouldn't agree, I wouldn't agree with that. So right. let me – well, I had to leave work and catch, like, the first couple minutes of the game on the radio before I could get home in time to watch opening day. 
Mm. And I had to listen to these two guys. Well, first of all, where's where's uh, Melanie? I thought she was like the lead on the radio, and she's already like not doing the opening day. Yeah, I I thought that was odd as well. So I'm I'm kind of curious. Uh, where in the world is Melanie? We went from where in the world is Anthony Santander to where in the world is Melanie Lynn? Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I'm only saying that because they got both of these guys on the radio. Who and maybe this is going to be a new nickname for them, but they're the, they're the Joe Buck twins. Oh man, these guys went obviously went to the Joe Buck school of like uh, baseball announcing, right? So mm-hmm. one guy sounds exactly like Joe Buck, and the other guy sounds exactly like Joe Buck, probably when he was twelve years old. Have you heard? Have you noticed this? Um, I, I I'm not necessarily drawing the uh, the Joe Buck uh, references, but the truth of the matter is, is uh, you know he he's just neither one of them are any good. <laughs> well, Todd agrees with me, so that's all that matters. <laughs> also, when we say Melanie Lynn, we mean Melanie Lynn Newman. Melanie Newman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melanie Lynn. Correct that radio quote right away. <laughs> okay. yeah. But yeah, I mean they got that they got that like typical radio announcer like way of speaking. Where they'll just be mm-hmm. like, and we're going to talk about this and pause. And then we're going to go like this. And they both do it. It's just one guy's got the higher voice. It's annoying. They sound exactly the same. And it's not good, man. It's not good. And like when you when you put on the TV and you hear Jim Palmer and Scott Garceau, and I'll give Scott, Gar- Scott Garceau all the credit here. Because they just they mm. just sound different, man, and they sound like you don't mind listening to them talk for nine innings. But if you got two guys that sound like baseball robots on the radio, I want to see the numbers of like how many people actually listen on the radio now. If that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I um, you know, I I would prefer not to listen to the radio just because of previous experiences of, of listening to them and, and just you know for lack of better phrasing it's just not fun yeah. you know I'd, I'd rather watch the game on tv you know i i get annoyed by listening to the radio just in general because all of a sudden you you hear the play happen and then the guy's calling the play Versus when you're watching TV, you see the play happen, you hear the guy broadcasting it as it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's very, very difficult because, you know, there's got to be a little bit of a delay there, and I understand that, but it's very, very difficult just in general. And for announcers that you can, you know, appreciate, um, you know, you have a hard enough time with that, but then when you just flat out don't like the guys in general and their style and everything else, you know, it, it just it's a turn off the radio change the station thing for me. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen, did you ever watch that show? Brockmire? Brockmire? Yeah, have you ever heard of it? No. All right. Well, this is my TV recommendation for the week. It's right. um, Hank Azaria, the guy that does like all the Simpson voices. So he's got a show where he's like a minor league baseball uh, announcer or commentator. Sorry. And he's doing that voice, and like it's a joke, man. And, he, and it's it's funny because there's a very typical like radio style voice that some people have, 
Relax. Put on your headphones. Don't do headphones. Can't stand the sound of my own voice. Really? No headphone can capture the complex bourbon and butter flavor of my actual timber. In the show, he just like bashes it. And it's, it's hilarious, man. And this is what these two guys, it's almost like the two guys you listen to on the radio, it's like a parody of two guys trying to be baseball announcers. And like Ben Affleck's depressing directorial debut, that one is going to be gone, baby gone. And it's just, it's just bugging me, man. And sometimes when you gotta, you know, you gotta drive around, and you gotta listen to these guys. It's just annoying. They gotta, they gotta, yeah, throw, I, they gotta I, throw in somebody else with them. Like split these guys up at least. You, you gotta have somebody with some real personality in there. You can't have, you know two dry guys that sound exactly the same in there. You got to have somebody in there with some personality. You got to have, you know, Jim Palmer, Ben McDonald, you know, somebody who's got some flair to him as opposed to, you know, Kevin Brown, not that Kevin Brown. (laughs) Yeah. You got to have a Jim Mason for a Matt Gardner. Oh, that's fair. That's that, that's that's a fair comparison, and if you yeah. want to go ahead and say that, and I'll, fu- I'll fully accept that. But what we're not doing is we're not both trying to sound exactly the same. No, absolutely. They got to. They got to. I wonder if they listen to themselves back. It's you can barely tell them apart. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you've made me upset again. <laughs> oh, I apologize for that, my friend. Uh, I tell you what, say I I want to go ahead and end this. Uh, relatively soon um well i don't want to end it but we're going to uh, but i got a couple more things i want to cover and we'll get back to those in just a minute birdland sports for fans by fans find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com all right matt before we go ahead and we uh we close things up say so we had a uh, we had a few things here uh we haven't done this in quite a while actually since football season uh but you know what, my friend? Uh, I went ahead and jumped back on because there truly is nothing better than a monkey knife fight. I'll never know the simple joys of a monkey knife fight. All right, so uh, our monkey knife fight wager of the day uh, actually came through today. Um, and what the wager was, was Garrett Richards. I was curious about how baseball was going to work out. Um, you know, I figured you could do home runs and things of that sort, but, uh, I did do a home run one that I'm not going to lie. I didn't hit on, but I did hit on one today. And this bet was Garrett Richards, uh, more or less four and a half strikeouts today. And Bruce Zimmerman, more or less, three and a half. Mm-hmm. So, Garrett Richards, of course, lasted a whole, what, two innings? Yeah. Three? Two and a third? I don't know. Uh, but he got his two strikeouts. He did not uh, get anywhere near four and a half. Uh, so, he did, in fact, hit on that less. And uh, Bruce Zimmerman ends his day with four strikeouts, my friend. And a... Uh, $10 wager goes ahead and wins you 30 bucks. Um, just in general, we're saying that. Of course, I'm not saying that's what I wagered, but um, <clears throat> you know, just for, uh, for in hindsight, that's what uh, that's what it would have won if that's what you were to have wagered. <laughs> so I give, you, I give you credit for that one, man, because picking Zimmerman to throw more strikeouts than uh, Richards was it's a bold choice. 
And and it's interesting because it's not necessarily uh, it's not necessarily that he has to throw more than Richardson. It's just like he had to throw four strikeouts or more. Yeah, I mean, just the way the numbers worked out there. Yeah. But I definitely would have flipped those. Yeah, you you would think that. Saying I was kind of I was a little bit concerned because I think we were around like the fourth inning there, and uh, Zimmerman only had two, but he came uh, he came through for me in his uh, last couple innings and got mm-hmm. those last two strikeouts for me. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to take a look. Um, let me see, is Monkey Knife Fight up yet for tomorrow? Probably not, yeah. right? Yeah, and I forgot about Monkey Knife Fight honestly, so I'm gonna have to start looking into these for the games. Yeah, so we definitely, uh, definitely, definitely will say so it's kind of hard to go ahead and preview it like uh, uh, ahead of time the way that we did with football because, of course, you know we don't have days to go ahead and look at these things and try to figure out who's going to score a touchdown versus who's not. Um, <clears throat> well, you can lose a lot of money real quick here <laughs> with baseballs every day. That's right. So let's see here. Let's uh, go ahead and take a look at the Orioles game for Monday real quick. And Baltimore at New York Yankees. Uh, let's see if you want any action in on this. More or less, uh, Jordan Gump, Jordan Montgomery, more than four and a half strikeouts. Jorge Lopez, more or less three and a half strikeouts. You want any part of that? <laughs> I do not. All right. So because, we'll because you know that one. Why don't we take a look at this home run derby here? So home run <laughs> derby. So the fun I, I think that's gonna be like our touchdown dance for this uh for the baseball season. So your goals here, you can set your goals at a half a home run, which obviously I guess one wins it, uh one and a half or two and a half. And a half will go ahead and pay out one and a half times whatever you put down, one and a half will pay out three times, and two and a half will pay out five times. Mm-hmm. So of course you know three home runs in a game, uh, not necessarily impossible, but relatively rare. We'll pay you five dollars out towards whatever you would go ahead and put out. Yeah, but but in that case you got to pick your players too, right? You really do. So, uh, so that's really tough. So let's let's like go you're not just picking you're not just picking three home runs for the Orioles for the game. Correct. You, you have to pick your players there. Oh my goodness, that's tough. Yeah. So I, I tell you what I'm going to do here. Say I'm I'm going to go ahead and play the game here. We're going to take uh, Anthony Santander, who I said would uh, be the next Oriole to hit a home run. Uh, I I am going to pick your former pick, Ryan Mountcastle. Okay. And uh, complete disrespect to uh, Rio Ruiz, I understand. Um, but Matt, what do we think? Say we we unfortunately have to pick a Yankee as you must choose one player from at least two teams. So which you well pick a name out of a hat there? Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, say as I'm looking here, and of, of course, you know the the favorites here, I guess would be uh, Giancarlo Stanton, mm-hmm. uh, DJ LeMahieu, or Aaron Judge. I mean, I can't possibly pick Leme Hughes since he's on the list, right? You can, I mean, I guess you can make that rule for yourself. You're going to make it hard, though, because I believe Jorge Lopez is a righty. Mm-hmm. And Leme Hughes is a left-handed batter, so mm-hmm. kind of hurting your chances there. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Say, so you, uh, you talked me into it. 
So uh, <laughs> here's hoping that LeMahieu is not the one that hits the home run, but LeMahieu, Ryan Mountcastle, and Anthony Santander we will go mm-hmm. with. Now the question is, do we want to go with a goal of one touchdown amongst the three of them, two or one touchdown? One home run amongst the three of them, two home runs amongst the three of them, or three home runs amongst the three of them? Well, so, I'm going to let you make that decision. I'll tell you what, say, won't we? Uh, we'll live a little dangerously. And we'll say two. Mm-hmm. Two between the three of them. And we're going to go ahead and submit that, uh, submit that entry there. And mm-hmm. that's submitted. So, Monday night's game, folks. We're hoping for a home run from Anthony Santander or Ryan Mountcastle. All right. So, uh, last thing I want to touch on after a monkey knife fight, and uh, Matt, you can go ahead and kind of look into look into it next week, and we'll place a monkey knife fight bet with uh, with whatever you want to go with next week. All right, I can, uh, can do that. But the last thing I want to get into are baseball cards. Right. And uh, we talked a little bit about baseball cards. I went ahead and bought my first pack last uh, last week, and I managed to get uh, John Means in a pack, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, getting the opening day starter on uh, just on a whim there. Uh, but then I started seeing all these posts about like all these really really cool looking cards that you know back when you and I uh, first started collecting cards, we would get you know. Very kind of generic paper cards. Maybe you get a stale piece of gum uh, along with the, uh, along with, what was it? Was that with the tops cards or was that with the Dunruss? Um, I think it was, it was probably both at some point, but I remember tops having gum. Yeah. So, um, and that's what you would get. You'd be able to go ahead and get your baseball cards. They would smell like stale gum mm-hmm. and you'd be able to chip your teeth, which was always fun. Um, Does anybody I, hold up? Do you remember, um, I want to know if anybody has, like, multiple boxes full of those, like, Donruss, like, wood-paneled cards, like I do. Just, like, doubles upon doubles of Donruss old old players with mustaches on those, like, wooden-paneled design cards. You know what oh, I'm talking yes. about? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I used to have a ton of those, and I'm sure they're sitting around here somewhere. <laughs> uh, you, you know what's funny is what what we used to do back in the day was when we would get like a, uh, a Yankee player. Um, I don't think we did with Red Sox just yet, but anytime we got a Yankee player, we would take a hole puncher and punch the holes into the cards oh, and just absolutely just decimate the Yankees. Yeah, I think he used to draw on the card. Like me and Todd used to, I think we used to draw on the cards, draw fake mustaches, just draw all kinds of stuff and <clears throat> make them. I don't know. We used to draw like superhero capes and stuff on yeah. I don't know if I'm remembering that wrong, but it, I think we used did. To, say, I remember we used to go ahead and like blacken some of the teeth out so that they looked like they were missing if they were smiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did all sorts of stuff. Uh, good times. Bunch of freaking hoodlums we are. <laughs> uh, but anywho, back to these cards. So the new cards, the new cards are relatively more impressive. Um, and what we're seeing with these cards is that, uh, and I saw someone post a Austin Hayes card. Um, that was Austin Hayes, and it the card had a digital autograph on it. But then also inside of the card was a uh, was a piece of uniform. And mm-hmm. what these cards are, they're Topps Inception cards, uh, or at least that's what these brands are. And 
It's a top certified autograph issue player worn memorabilia. So this is an actual jersey worn by Austin Hayes. So it's a um, it's a real it's a real piece of his jersey. Real piece of his jersey. Wait, his like rookie jersey, like his first game. I don't necessarily think his opening day first game, but I think it's just uh just it just specifies player worn jersey. It doesn't necessarily spec- specify what game. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was and, like a rookie card type thing. Yeah, and what I'm noticing with this one is that, um, you know, I I saw that one and I couldn't help myself because, as you know, say you like to talk about my haze praise. Uh, so, of course, Alyssa and I yeah. were fans of him. Uh, I had to go ahead and have this. Well, I did a little research, and uh, I found out that I can go ahead and get my own. And I, I found it on eBay. And for $13, I went ahead and I bought this. So I have an autographed card with Austin Hayes jersey, a piece of Austin Hayes jersey inside of it. That is awesome. For 13 bucks. That is great. Yeah, it was a good buy. Say, especially when baseball cards now are costing you five ninety nine a pack at Target. That, yeah, that is a steal. Yeah, and so you know, uh, his jersey in there—that's great, man. Yeah, I think I was definitely underpriced there. Saying, and as I'm looking at the card right now, see, this one is number fifty-four of two hundred and forty-nine. So I'm wondering, did they cut one jersey two hundred and forty-nine times to go ahead and make these? <laughs> or what? <laughs> what are you thinking? That's what I'm thinking, man. Like, don't you think he wants to keep that jersey? Like, if that was, like, his rookie jersey or whatever. Well, I'm sure he's got, like, a ton of them, though. Yeah, I guess they, they change them every game, right? Yeah. But, so, yeah. maybe maybe they, they sell one Topps jersey to – or one jersey to Topps, and then Topps goes ahead and cuts them up and then goes ahead and makes these cards. Yeah, it's a limited run. So – uh, but what's interesting about this thing, I didn't know how much of a steal this thing truly was uh, up until I went ahead and went on eBay. And I was like, I wonder what other Orioles uh, go ahead and have this. And uh, so I went ahead and I did just a little bit more research. And I saw that uh, Ryan Mountcastle, uh, his cards are going for anywhere between uh, low end currently. Seventy-five dollars, uh, and that is after fourteen bids, and there's still one day and fourteen hours left on this. Um, and then up to like two hundred dollars again for a Ryan Mountcastle card with an autograph mm-hmm. and a piece of a jersey. Well, I guess they see a little more potential in Mountcastle. Oh, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, again, say I think this was just a steal that I was able to get this one here for thirteen bucks, um, because as I look at some of these other ones, say they're they're even a little higher priced, and all the Austin Hayes ones that I'm seeing right now are even high priced than the thirteen dollars as well. Oh, so uh, but apparently, these things have been out for a while, say because uh, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty, two thousand twenty one, um, all of these different ones. Uh, available at least via eBay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that yeah, is but, interesting, man. I'm gonna have to start looking up some uh, some players here. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, if you can go ahead and get your hands on a uh, Cedric Mullins one right now, while people aren't <laughs> necessarily aware of him, 
Yeah. Um, you know, and he ends up being the next Babe Ruth of baseball, like we think he will be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's a steal of a deal. Surefire Hall of Famer. Surefire Hall of Famer Cedric Mullins. You heard it here first on Bleacher Birds. Uh, once again, if you have any uh, differential of opinion, you can reach out to Matt on the Twitter at Bleacher Matt. That's right, at Bleacher Matt. And mm-hmm. he has assured me that he will be back on the Twitter. That's right. I'll be checking those messages as soon as this ends. There you go. All right, Matt. Well, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll wrap things up. I'll see if I can find uh, any more cards potentially for next week. I'll let you know what my uh, what my baseball card haul is next week. Um, we've got our little wager of first Oriole to hit a home run. With a little bit of luck, somebody will. And uh, with a lot of luck, it'll be Anthony Santander. And um, I look forward to seeing you at uh, opening day, my friend. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to meet up. All right. Well, folks, we're going to go ahead and close things out this week. Uh, once again, if you want to go ahead and reach out to us, you can reach out to Bleacher Matt at Bleacher Matt on the Twitter. Uh, you reach out to me at Bleacher Birds on the Twitter. Uh, shoot us an email, bleacherbirds at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and give us a five-star rating on Apple Pods or uh, you know, just give us any sort of rating on Apple Pods. We just appreciate any sort of feedback. Um Matt, you got anything else? That's it for me. Alrighty. Well, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond, I bid you adieu. And uh, I'll see you on uh, the home opener. All right. See you later. See ya. Kevin Brown is seriously just absolutely terrible, dude. Yeah, he's terrible. Do you know which one sounds like a 12-year-old? Uh, Kevin can Brown? You, can you? I think he's actually got the deeper voice, like surprisingly. He looks 12. Yeah, Ke- Kevin Brown's the one that looks 12, and Jeff Arnold is the one that sounds 12. Yeah, that must be it. It's just like bizarro world. Yep. The Joe Buck twins, man. Listen to Joe, Joe Buck. Buck listen to Joe Buck and listen to those two idiots. Beavis and Buckhead. (laughs) All right. Oh, that's it.